Daily Gazette Company presents the Parting Shots Podcast. Now, here's your host, Daily Gazette Sports Editor, Ken Shot. Thank you, Scott Geezy, and welcome to the Parting Shots Podcast, available wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe today. Thanks for joining me for the Parting Shots Podcast Studio in Schenectady, New York. Well, we're going to look back at uh, Saturday night's uh, Mayor's Cup games uh, with the RPI and Union. Uh, the team splitting the Mayor's Cup once again. The uh, Union men uh, beating RPI, winning its third straight cup uh, with a 5-3 victory over the Engineers. And uh, the RPI women's team also won its third straight cup. Uh, they defeated uh, Union one to nothing. So we'll talk about those games. And also, i got to say, I did record... Uh, some of the podcast stuff I was going to put together uh, when I got home last night from MVP Arena. But I got home, my wife was up, and then we were talking and watching TV and just chatting about our day. And um, long before it was uh, 1.30 in the morning and uh, it was time to go to bed. So, uh, so I'll give this uh, another shot here and try to put this. And actually, it's my first post-game podcast in a while. I mean, uh, yeah, a bit busy with other stuff and haven't been able to put together a post-game podcast. So got some time right now here in the office to do that and uh, yeah, look, uh, give my thoughts on uh, what happened on Saturday night at MVP Arena. It was in a crowd of uh, just under 5,700. I thought there was more. I, I spent uh, the majority of the men's game in the media room because with our, our 945 deadline, it was sort of a – uh, rush to get the story done. I didn't really want to climb up the steps going back and forth uh, to the uh, what they call as a, as a press box, the table that they have in the second level at MV, MVP Arena. Uh, so it was more of just a matter of convenience watching on the monitors in uh, the media room than just writing a running story. And then I'll have a little bit more in-depth uh, uh, column with my father, Horncom, and I'll tell you a little bit about that later on here in the podcast. But let's... Uh, Begin as uh, the men's game, uh, the union was looking to win its third straight uh, uh, Mayor's Cup in eighth overall. They've been uh, dominating this series since it started in 2013, and it really got off to a great start. I mean, union had the uh, role, things going. Caden Viegas got things going quickly. Uh, 2.17 into the game, um, he was the right place at the right time when John Prokop uh, sent a, a shot to the net from the left point, and he was tipped in by Viegas, and well, Union's all up, and you're thinking, okay, good things coming up for the Garnet Chargers. Well, RPI, which had not scored in the previous two Mayor's Cups, thanks to the goaltending of Connor Murphy, and over the last four games just had one goal. Um, so they, they finally uh, broke the schneid there at uh, the uh, 8.50 mark of the first period in a nice play by Tyler Hodson beating Kyle Chauvet uh, with a slot shot uh, to Chauvet's uh, right side. So the game is tied at one. Uh, second period was a wild one, and it brought back, to me at least, uh, images of uh, the November 3rd game at Messerink. Uh, was a sort of that, that game was an 8 6 RPI victory of Firewagon and Hockey where defense was at a premium, and it seemed like there, it was that way in the second period of this game on Saturday. Uh, RPI got things going very quickly. Uh, minute 25 into the second period, uh, Ryan Bruchette completed a three on one break uh, with a, converting a John Beaton pass. And putting it into the net, and the engineers are up two to one. First time they've had a lead in this uh, Mayor's Cup in a, in a long time. But then Cullen Ferguson got thing got him really his game going there. Uh, he's been really a, a pretty good player, and I mean, he's got some offensive talent. And it showed at uh, the 6:48 mark of the second period when uh, he uh, put a, a wrist shot home uh, 
past goaltender Jack Wilson. That tied the score, too. And the moment that uh, brought a lot of fans to their feet, and uh, Union fans at least anyway, and a lot of the, his uh, teammates and coaching uh, the coaching staff, senior defenseman Nathan Kelly was playing in his 76th career game. He did not have any goals in his career. Well, that ended at the, the 10.53 mark of the second period. Taking a pass from Brandon Bear, uh, Kelly was open in the slot, and he fired a clean shot past Watson to give RPI or give Union a 3-2 lead. Now, the Celebi, when you score your first career goal at any level, you're going to be excited. You're going to maybe jump up and down or you know, do a fist pump or you know, skate down the ice on one knee and you know, do that you know, little fist pump like Ray Bork used to do. Um, but Nathan Kelly treated it like he was, was like as any other goal he scored in his career. I mean, he just, he, well, he hasn't scored any, but he just treated it like it was a, you know an everyday occurrence. He didn't you know, go too crazy. Like I said, his teammates did, and even Coach uh, Josh Halji did. You'll hear more about that from the uh, post game press conferences uh, about that goal. Uh, that goal. So it was just a great uh, thing for Nathan Kelly. And as I mentioned, I have my final horn column, which is online at DailyGazette.com, and it'll be a Monday's print edition. I wrote about uh, Nathan's goal and uh, the reaction of him, his teammates, and uh, head coach Josh Halji. Um, but, yeah, unfortunately, it was not going to be the game-winning goal for Union. As, uh, Dovar Tindling scored uh, at 13-40. Uh, nice pass from Tyler Hodson from behind the net. Uh, Chauvet was looking to his right, and Hot, uh, Tindling was to... Chauvet's left, and the Chauvet never saw the puck, so it was tied at three. And as I mentioned, Cullen Ferguson, uh, his offense, he did it again, helping create the uh, game-winning goal late in the second period. Uh, he floated a shot from the left point to the net, and Carter Corpy was at the right spot, got a piece of it, and put it home to give Union uh, the 4-3 lead heading into the third period. And Union got a break um, at the 8.07 mark of the third period when Sutter Muzzati uh, hit uh, John Prokop from behind. Prokop uh, was briefly injured. He did return for a couple of shifts, but they sort of kept uh, um, him, just to be on the safe side, kept him on the bench for most of that third period afterwards. Union got a five-minute major power play out of the game. Also, Muzzati was uh, given a game misconduct for that hit. And it didn't take long for Union to take advantage of it. Um, just uh, 8.43. Again, Colin Ferguson set things up. First, from a nice pass from Nate Hanley, who was in the RPI left-wing corner, sent it out to the high slot to Ferguson. Quick one-timer, and Billy uh, Eamon was skating to the net from the, the right side of the goaltender, and uh, he tipped it in. And that was the insurance marker to make it a 5-3 game, and uh, Union ends up winning the Mayor's Cup once again. So um, let's get the reaction of uh, everybody involved in this game. We'll start, obviously, with Union. Uh, their head coach, uh, Josh Haji, and uh, obviously offered his thoughts on the goal scored by Nathan Kelly. Josh, what does it mean to win a third straight? I mean, it's your second in a row, but three straight for uh, this program and eight overall. Well, yeah, I, I think it's huge, and I just, I, I'm really proud of the guys. I mean, that, I'm really proud of this group for just, it, it got a little hectic there. It was, it was a, scram, a scrambly a little bit there in the third, but just guys stayed the course and found a way to get it, and the power play came up huge there. If the defense really stood, you know, stepped up the offense. Colin Ferguson, a goal, two assists. 
uh, Nathan Kelly with his first career goal. First of all, just talk about uh, Ferguson's uh, performance uh, tonight and how critical critical is that? He, he's been playing great hockey, and for him to get rewarded, and especially on this big of a stage, was you know what we need from him. Um, you know, he, he's a guy that's been solid for us defensively all season long. Uh, and the offense, we knew it was just a matter of time before it would come, and, and now you're seeing that. What about Nathan finally getting it? Game 76 of his uh, union career gets his first goal, and he was so nonchalant about it. I mean, there was no wild celebration for it. He just you know, raised his stick, and it's like, it's like matter of fact type of type of goal he scored. Yeah, he, he was definitely that way. I was not. I don't know that I've celebrated more for a goal in my coaching career. I was so happy for him. He's... Uh, He's put in so much time and, and never complained about his role, which is, you know, a lot of times is really defensive. Uh, so for him to get a really big goal is, is huge. Seemed like his teammates were excited too. Yeah, everybody was ecstatic for that one. Is it is it comforting to you? Your second period is wide open. You outscore three to third periods a little more closer to the best, and you still outscore more. You had two different styles in two different periods. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't like our second. I thought it was okay. Um, I thought we were really good in the first as far as just control and play. Um, made a mistake that they scored on and capitalized on, but overall I liked our first. Our second, we, you know, just to give that one up a minute in, uh, but we, we punched back and, you know, stayed the course. It was, um, you know, got, got the effort. It wasn't as pretty as we would have liked it, but, um, you know, at this at this game, you just whatever you just find a way to win. That's all that matters. How important was that major power play there and get to get the goal there to shoot you guys up to? Yeah, we needed that because you know if you don't if you don't get one there, they were pressing really hard. Um, now all of a sudden it's a different game, um, and you know we we talk about like early in power plays. It's it's not about scoring on that first one, but when you need one in the third period, you get it, and and that's exactly what happened. Coach, obviously last year being your first Mayor's Cup was kind of a whirlwind for you. Have, have you been able to sit back and enjoy this one a little bit more? I mean, just how special is this for you? Not not, not yet. Um, I think that, like, it's weird because of, of all the games like we have now in the next 10, this is probably, you know, we're, we're trying to earn a bye. Like, this might not be the most important win, but we're getting ready for this game, and all of a sudden my stomach, I'm like, oh, I'm really nervous right now, and I haven't. You don't get that a whole lot in, in, in coaching, so uh, I think you realize the importance of it and, and just how much this means to um, you know the college and just our guys and everybody that's you know like we have so many people that support this program and, and to be able to get this one for them is huge. Five, I'm beating five now. It just seems like this team's just getting better each and every game. I mean, how important is that as you head back to conference play next weekend? I just thoroughly like love coaching this team. Um, I, I it, it starts with their leadership group, but just the the buy-in from them and just their um, effort and just the way they're learning to win games. Um, you know, it, it's been a lot of fun. I'm I'm really fortunate to be able to to work with this group. Um, and you know, it, it just it says a lot about them and and just their buy-in because like you're I I think we're getting better. I, I don't. You know, we kind of talked about like how much more do we have in this? Are we maxed out? And um, I, I think we just keep keep grabbing a gear and keep grabbing a level, and um, excited about where we're at. Coach, eleven guys score points in this game. I mean, how impressed were you with just the offensive distribution you saw out of your guys? I, I think our offensive game has kind of taken a nice step here of late. Um, so for us to you know get our D involved, that's something we've kind of been focusing on. Um, you know, John Prokop for us has kind of been the catalyst and been the guy to do it, but we also feel that other guys can can take that step. Um, so just to kind of get a little bit more rounded offensively is important, and I think we just need to you know keep getting the D involved. But then just at the end, I, you don't want to be giving up 
you know, exchanging chances. It's it's take your take your opportunity what's there. And um, I thought we did that for a lot, but in the third we we took a few chances that maybe don't want to there. So. Is John okay after that hit? Um, so I saw him out there for a couple. Of we we manage his ice. He's you know he's as important of a piece as we have. Like he's so valuable. So um, he was he was pretty happy with the locker room and celebrating. But we didn't play him as much as probably. Um, you know, if we would have gave one up, we might have might have used him in the um, you know if it was five five four, but with it being five three, just try to manage his ice. Or that celebration, like we could hear during the uh, post game with RPI, it seemed like a little loud in there. <laughs> it was it was you know it was loud, it was fun, and I, I know that they're uh, they're really excited about you know getting the, the mayor's cup. You mentioned being a little shaky in the third, and RPI got some good looks, especially with the extra attacker. What do you think was the difference that got you guys over the hump in that third and kept RPI out of the net? Uh, Kyle Chavette, he made a save where we were scrambled a little bit, which was, um, I, I don't even know how, how we made it off the watch video, because I, I thought it was going in the back of our net, and um, he's kind of been been that guy for us all year when things are panicky, when um, you know maybe we're up against it a little bit, he'll bail us out, and um, you know that kind of save settles us all down. We were able to kind of take a breather on the bench and just get back to to playing. Up next, our union players, Nathan Kelly, obviously with the uh, his first career goal. Uh, Cullen Ferguson, who had a goal and two assists, and Josh Nixon, the uh, junior forward, who had two assists, and I thought played a well-rounded game on uh, Saturday night. Nathan, I want to start with you. 76 game of your career, you get your first career goal. What was that like? Uh, to be honest, I think I was just as surprised as everybody else. But at the end of the day, it's a really good feeling. And, you know, just being part of the boys and the way they cheer me on, and it's, there's nothing like it. wasn't much of a celebration. It was sort of a matter of fact, like, oh, I've done this before. I had to pretend just to let everybody know that it's not, it's not the worst thing in the world. But, yeah, I couldn't really think of anything on the spot. I mean, it doesn't happen too often, but I'm just grateful. I mean, what did you see on that? Um, <laughs> you know, I got an opportunity in the slot, and I remember that uh, John Ronan told me to shoot more, so I decided to try my best. How's it feel to finally get off the shine? For me? How's it feel to finally get get one? <laughs> Relieving, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Colin, you have you've been teammate now for three years. How did happy you guys feel for Nathan? Yeah, I think the the whole bench exploded. I've actually never seen our coach jump so high. Like I didn't know he could do that. I look back and like. I was, sitting, I was sitting on the end of the bench, so like I looked down and got a perfect view of just like how excited the boys were. You would have thought we won the game right there, honestly. So I mean, yeah, just really happy for a good teammate, good guy all around. So what's what's Nathan like as a person? Yeah, as a player. I mean, as a player, he's a shutdown guy, like solid. You can always rely on him. Uh, as a person, he's an honest, he's an honest guy. He's a great guy. I don't know. I can't really find the words to explain him. Uh, I've, I've, Grown pretty close with him over the past three years, so got nothing good things to say about him. So, Colin, talk about the goals tonight. I mean, they all originated from shots from the point, and just how big that is for a team to get you know everything starting on the blue line. Yeah, I mean, we talked about uh, we talked about before the game winning the net front battles, and I mean, our forwards have done an unbelievable job all year at being like a pain in front of the net. Um, as our as our decor talked about, you know, get the shots through. You know, our, all our coaches have been preaching that. Um, so at the end of the day, like you kind of just need the bounces, and when your forwards are working so hard in front of the net, some go in. How critical was that in the second period? Because I mean, obviously, you know, there was a wild second period with five goals scored, and you, you know, it was you defense. You guys were setting things up. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, it felt good. Our forwards were just hounding them so long. Um, it was a matter of time. They did a really good job going low to high. 
And from that job, or from that point, our job was easy. You just get pucks in that and get them through. Josh, you were all over the place on that couple of assists and some good chances. How did you feel about your game tonight? Uh, I thought I played pretty fast, which is like pretty much my style. But uh, no, just all around, I everyone played really well today, and we just definitely deserved the win for sure. What does it feel like to win? Uh, I know for you, your second straight, but for the team overall, the third straight uh, Maris Cup and eighth overall. Yeah, I think like this game in particular doesn't matter like where the standings, like where we are in the standings. Um, I think like everyone just plays a little bit harder, a little bit smarter, and um, it's obviously more fun if we win. So um, I'm happy to get two and zero right now. So yeah. yeah, Colin, you know nothing but success with this. Thing. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, uh, coming in my freshman year, we preached how important it is. Um, a lot of the guys in that room have so much pride in that jersey and that U. And when you come to this game, that's what it's about is, you know, the U and everybody that represents it, everybody that goes into it. Um, it's, a lot, it's a lot more than just a game. So you really want to make everybody proud because you know they're going to show up and you're, they're going to watch the uh, watch the game or look at the score after. Colin, RPI takes that lead early in the second. Was there ever any panic out of this group? You know, how confident did you guys remain even down a goal? Yeah, I mean, well, that's a, that's a good question because I think our team's done a really good job responding. Uh, we've been down before, and the, the team didn't sink at all. Um, we were, we were trusted our process. We kept hounding them in their zone, and, yeah, that's that's when things started to go our way. You've played a few high-scoring games with them this year. Were you still confident that even if this game got into you know, you know, a shootout, a running gun type game, that you'd be able to come out on top. Yeah, I mean, we've preached the whole we've preached the whole year is if we stick to the details and stick to our structure, then we'll we'll be just fine. And I believe in this group. Our coaching staff believes in this group, and everyone in the locker room believes in each other. So that's that's like that's all you need. That's the recipe for success. Nathan, you head back in the conference play next weekend, unbeaten in five now, four over one. I mean, how important is it to keep that momentum going as you head to uh, Brown and uh, Yale, or Yale and Brown next weekend? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we played them not too long ago, and I think those are a couple games that we want back, and I think this is a great time to prove what we can do. And, you know, the boys are pretty hot right now, and I think there's there's nothing but, but good stuff that can come from this win and carry it forward. Josh, 11 different guys score points tonight. You know, a guy like Nathan steps up to have a big go-ahead goal. I mean, just what does that say about how well-rounded this team is, how many weapons you guys have out there on the ice? I honestly think we're the deepest team in our commentary now. I think that uh, I think that Yale and Brown weekend, like it was kind of a kickstart to us, and so we're playing really good hockey right now. So um, I think we just got to keep doing what we're doing. We're gonna be successful for sure. Colin, how pivotal, pivotal, uh, pivotal was that uh, major power play goal? Yeah, I mean it felt pretty good. I think uh, well, when you see a guy like John go down, it uh, it was fire shooting through the whole team, and we just had to like control the aggression and go take care of it on the ice. Um, I think uh, both units have been doing a really good job as of lately. And, um, yeah, I, I just getting that getting that extra goal feels so good. Nice insurance marker. We could hear the celebration inside there when we were talking to RPI. What was that like in there? Yeah, it was good. <laughs> and it's going to keep going. Now let's go over to the RPI side. We'll hear from uh, head coach uh, Dave Smith, uh, team captain Jake Gagnon, and uh, Tyler Hodson, who had a goal and an assist in the game. Well, I thought it was um, a good hockey game and you know, two teams that competed, um, but one team was more consistent with their compete and they won the Mayor's Cup. Um, our frustration comes because we want to win. We work towards winning, and we only had one chance this weekend, and and, and didn't do it. Um, 
I'd like our consistency within the game, moment to moment. And again, tonight comes down to a few moments. They capitalized on theirs. They created a few more of those moments than, than we did, and we've got to create more and capitalize on them. Questions? Game four, three game, and it could have gone any way at that point. And you know, Sutter gets called for the for the major penalty. What does that do to just not just to put you down for five minutes, but just for flow and momentum in the game? Oh, there's still there's still game up. We got to get a, we got to get a PK stop on that. Um, I don't think our guys hung their heads on it. I mean, there was a long enough delay. You knew it was going to you know either be a two or a five. Um, it takes away you know five minutes of game that you can build momentum, that you can try and do good things. Um, it gives them momentum. Um, and I think that's part of the consistency. It's not it's not a good penalty. It's uh, you know it's a time in the game when you need a push, not a not a survive. And um, you know, we did a lot of good things. We give up the one, um, but it's just so it's, it's three minutes on the kill. Unfortunately, we drew one in there, but um, it was just that consistency playing at a high level every moment that our skates are touching the ice. That second period with you know five goals in that period sort of reminded me of that first game you guys played was fire wagon hockey. You know, teams couldn't stop each other. Uh, what was the key to that period? How did you, know, you ended up you know with coming out ahead on, t- on that period? Um, I thought tonight's game, the goals were, yeah, I'll talk about the goals against for us and the goals we create. Like in college hockey, it's, it's a game of mistakes. And we made mistakes on their goals. And I think what Union did better than us tonight was put pressure on us to, for us to make mistakes. When we scored, second period, you know, we had two and they had three. I thought we pressured them very well. We made forced them to make mistakes. We were consistently on them. And um, again, it's, and I don't think it's fire wagon hockey. I think it's college hockey. A lot of emotion, a lot of uh, you know, simple plays that turn into good things for the other team. And that's where we, we just have to continue to improve our consistency. On those, uh, on those goals in the second period, it seemed like you got caught a little bit out of position there defensively. What did you see on those? Yeah, I mean, I was able to watch them in between periods, and you know, the consistency. Again, I'm using that word a lot um, in in checking. We had, you know, a mistake by a guy and a mistake by a guy, and all of a sudden it's two goals. And you know, it's uh, it's something that again, there was no plays tonight that were brand new to the game of hockey. There is nothing unique. It was simple, and our consistency gave them more opportunities than we were able to earn on the other side. Anything for the players? Yeah, that's something for Tyler. Uh, you had a great pass on that goal by Dovar. What do you see there, and did you know he was going to be like crashing back door? Yeah, um, we've been working on that play a lot in practice, and uh, it was a good pass by Gags to get it to down low. And uh, yeah, like I said, we've been working on practice a lot, and just fortunate enough to connect with Omar and get a goal there. Jake, they came out, you know, a lot of emotion going into the game at the start. They came out and get you for a goal early. What was the response of the bench? You came back about six minutes later for a goal. Was it? Were you were you happy with the response? Yeah, yeah, the response on the bench was good. Um, like Coach said, like we we weren't hanging our heads in that moment. Uh, next shift mentality, and we got back at it, and we were able to build something. So I thought our answer after the first goal was, was good. 
Jake, I know it's frustrating to see um, you know them celebrating over here. Well, how do you use that as maybe fuel motivation, you know, moving forward for when you guys get back into the conference play? Yeah, it's definitely fuel seeing and crosstown rival lift the trophy. So hopefully that lights a lights a fire under us, gives us a little bit of fuel, and, and we can take what we learned from this game, like Coach said, the consistency aspect. So yeah, hopefully it gives us a little bit of fire down the show. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll look back at the uh, Union RPI women's game. That was the first game of the Saturday doubleheader at the Mayor's Cup at MVP Arena. You're listening to the Parting Shots Podcast. It's the most historic conference in college hockey. It's a battle night in and night out. ECAC Hockey an iconic conference home to 12 of the most prestigious universities and programs in the world, and showcasing the best student-athletes in the sport. Top-notch facilities and arenas, incomparable traditions, passionate fans, alumni who go on to become elite professionals, leaders, and champions. ECAC Hockey, there's no experience like it. Want to get all the latest news from the Daily Gazette on your phone or tablet? We have an app for that. The Daily Gazette app allows you to read all the newspaper stories and columns from our dedicated team of journalists. The app is free. You can download the app from the Apple or Google app stores. Hi, this is Craig Conroy, Calgary Flames General Manager, Clarkson Hockey Legend, and New York State Hockey Hall of Famer. You're listening to the Parting Shots podcast with Daily Gazette sports editor Ken Shot. Back to the podcast as we look back at Saturday's Mayor's Cup ga- hockey games at uh, MVP Arena. I'm uh, Daily Gazette Sports Editor Ken Shaw. was down for uh, both the games. Uh, Mike McAdam covered uh, the women's game. You can read his story online at dailygazette.com and in Sunday's uh, print edition. Uh, the women's game lacked a lot of excitement, I, I'll be honest with you. It was just a little slow, and I think Union was a step slow throughout the game. They missed uh, their leader, Emily King, out with an injury. Uh, she's hoping to be back uh, sometime this week. Uh, Union's got three and four games uh, coming up at home starting on Wednesday. Uh, but uh, for the most part, it was just a dull uh, day game, really not much offensive uh, uh, going on in that contest. Union didn't reach uh, double-digit shot, shots on goal until the uh, about 11 minutes left in the third period. They ended up with just 14 shots on uh, RPI goaltender Amanda Rampato. Uh, just two shots in the first and four in the second. And they really got did, had the best opportunities came late in the final 40 seconds or so of the game when they had a major power play. Um, Matt Rampato's biggest stop was on Emily uh, Fulaka uh, on an open net that uh, she robbed her, and uh, that was basically the, that saved the game from going into overtime. Um, the only goal of the game, an unassisted goal scored by Georgia Bailey 47 seconds into the second period. And uh, that was it. That was basically it. Uh, just a matter of, you know, teams combined for five power plays. Nobody scored on the power plays. So, um, yeah, and Union's been struggling lately. They had a bad loss against Dartmouth uh, uh, last Saturday or last Friday. And uh, this, yeah, this game doesn't affect ECAC hockey standings, but you like to generate some momentum heading back in the ECAC hockey play uh, with, you know, home games against Harvard, a team that Union beat already this season. Uh, that's on Wednesday, and then they have Brown and Yale coming in over the uh, next weekend. So, um, like I said, it was, this was game was really tough to watch. I, I, I watched it from down uh, 
uh, down below, uh, uh, standing with some of the union and women's hockey players and some of the union uh, staff. Uh, just like uh, I thought, you had a chance to win. This was a good, you know, a chance to, you know, sweep uh, RPI, take all three games in the uh, season series. Uh, Union won the two uh, conference games back in December, but they just could not get uh, that third victory, and you know, they do not get their second uh, Mayor's Cup. So. Uh, let's hear from RPI. We'll hear from uh, first uh, head coach Brian Vines, uh, the goal scorer Georgia Bailey, and the goaltender Amanda Rampato. You know, I was just really proud of, of our penalty kill tonight. Obviously a, a big moment, and, and they came through big. And um, and, and then Rampy did her thing uh, with, a, with a massive save uh, with seconds to go and did it like, uh, like it was second nature. So... I'm um, proud of the group. I mean, we battled uh, for 60 minutes. I thought Union played a, a really strong game as well. There wasn't a lot of ice out there for, for either team. And uh, I thought Union had a really good jump in the first period. And uh, we started uh, to bring it on in the second. But, um, but you know, it's just such a special event to be a part of. And um, to be able to take the trophy back to Troy, is, uh, it's, uh, it's special. So this may give you some satisfaction you have to lose in the two conference games uh, to take that trophy back, Detroit? Uh, I mean, it's, it's always tough to lose to your rival, but we have a lot of respect for that group over there. And, you know, that series was, you know, could have gone either way as well, just, just as this afternoon could have gone either way. So, um, you know, it is special when the trophy's on the line and the presidents of your institutions are, are at a game and the mayors and, and everything else. So, um, so it was great to come out on top. But uh, we've, we've got nothing but respect for Union and they battled and it uh, came down to a, a couple really big plays. Amanda, your, your fourth Mayor's Cup. Uh, walk us through the last 10 seconds there. It's a nice way for you to finish your series here. Yeah, I mean, I know our penalty kill is going to go out and do their thing. Um, of course, they had a few really good chances right at the end there. Um, but I was just trying to stay calm, do my thing. I knew that the other players out there had my back. Georgia, can you walk us through your goal a little bit? And then also, um, do you have a little better appreciation for what the Mayor's Cup means after having played in the moment? Yeah, of course. Um, we'll start with a face-off. Um, good face-off win. My two linemates, Asia and I, like they do a great job always getting in there hard. Got a shot on goal, um, and then we were just relentless in their zone. And uh, the puck bounced out in front of the net, and we were kind of right there um, in front of the net, just ready to bury it. And I didn't even know it went in. I just was trying to not hit my teammate, um, and then I didn't see a rebound, and then I heard the buzzer, and it was an incredible moment. Um, and then for the Mayor's Cup, like it's just such a privilege to be out there. I didn't really fully appreciate what it was until coming here and seeing everyone, the fans. It's such an honor to play out there and represent um, RPI in such a great environment. Amanda, what does it mean for you to, to pitch a shutout in uh, you know in the Mayor's Cup game and have the performance that you did? Yeah, I mean, it's not easy to get a shutout against the teams that we play against, so it definitely means a lot in a big game with a trophy on the line. Um, we had some huge blocks, though, too, so I think that's a team shutout at the end of the day. What did you see on that save you made on Emily there late on the power play in the third period? Um, yeah, I saw the puck going back towards the middle, but then it deflected off something and went back the other way. So I was just trying to get as big as possible. All right, anything else, guys? Now let's hear from you. First, we'll hear from uh, head coach Josh Skiba, who uh, took the uh, uh, dais by himself, and then uh, the players, uh, Sophie Matsukas and Emily Fuaka, will follow uh, Josh Skiba. So here is uh, head coach Josh Skiba. 
Yeah, I think uh, honestly, I think they were they were one shot better tonight, right? I think um, you know, I think we had a lot of situations where we had kind of one shot, one and done, where I think we could play a little bit more downhill and get to the net for some secondary chances a little bit more. Um, you know, didn't have I think enough good quality scoring chances throughout the game. Um, I think we can just create a little bit more and mature in that fashion. Um, certainly, I'd like our power play to, to find a way to, to build for us there at the end of the game. But um, I like the way we competed in the third. I think our second, there was a little bit more to be desired. Um, but again, just one shot better. And I think we got to find a way to, to mature and create more positive scoring chances throughout the game. Josh, how much did you miss Emily Kang, and when do you expect to see her back? Yeah, uh, unsure, uh, you know, 100 percent in terms of when she'll be back. Hopefully, this upcoming week in terms of the three games in four days. But um, certainly miss her fire and her passion, her compete level. Right? I think uh, she's a leader in that sense for us. I think she adds a lot of value to how we compete. So definitely miss her um, in terms of lineup. Did you also miss her though, just from a like a standpoint, you know, setting up plays and based off some things like that? Oh, absolutely. I think she's someone that that adds a ton of value in terms of how we play and make plays. So, um, yeah, always nice to have her in, in the lineup for sure. Talk about coming on the plate both tonight. I know you're familiar with Amanda, and you see her seen her for four years now. Um, I, I think you know she she played a really good game. I mean she made a lot of the saves that she needed to make. Um, you know, I thought, again, we could have got some more traffic and, and had some more people playing downhill in front of her. Uh, but she made those saves. And, and when you do that, when you let a goalie see a lot of pucks and you don't have a lot of traffic in front of her, a good goaltender's like that's going to play really well. So um, I thought Sophie did a good job, too. I mean, she kept us right in the game. She made some big saves. Um, you know, the one shot that goes in, we, we, we blow some coverage in front of the net. But I thought she gave us every chance to win that game, gave our group a lot of confidence. You had that major foul play there in the late in the third period, but why did it take until like about 20 seconds to get going on that? Um, I think just some release points in terms of where we're releasing pucks to. I think we want to be a little bit better there, um, how we're releasing pucks high. Um, you know, obviously just getting pucks back, retrieving pucks when we when we shoot. Um, and we got to find ways to get more pucks than that. We had, we had some blocks, and uh, just got to be harder in those different opportunities. Take any consolation from the fact that you got 40 season points off of the scene earlier in the season. Yeah, I mean those those lead points are, are huge for us, right? I think that's what we're building for, and we've talked about since the beginning of the season. We were building for late February um, to to be ready for playoffs, and you know we've got lead points coming up this week that we want to continue to to get better at, and um, you know certainly we want to go back to Schenectady with a trophy, and obviously our group's pretty disappointed with that, but um, yeah, we're building for for playoffs come late February. How tough the turnaround is this now for three games in four days? Um, our, our group will be ready. I think we'll we'll have you know some opportunities to get a day off tomorrow. We'll be back to practice on Monday. Uh, we'll put our energy in the right place with um, you know how we how we manage practice and how we take care of of each other. I think through this next couple of days and this next week, uh, but we'll be ready for for the stretch of games. How disappointing is this to lose the Mayor's Cup to them? I think it's really disappointing. I think we were looking forward to how we would feel after the game, and I think that um, not getting that feeling obviously sucks, and we've all felt that, and just looking to, I know it's next year, but trying to change that for next year. Yeah, I, I, oh, I agree. Um, I think this is definitely like a, a game that we definitely wanted to win, and uh, for our seniors especially, um, we haven't won a Mayor's Cup in three years, so um, it's kind of disappointing that we, we, we lost today. This is your first one. You get a little better appreciation for what it means to the two schools after having played in one of these. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, uh, yeah, this is my first time. Um, it was a fun game to play, but um, next year we're gonna we're gonna win. What was the problem with the offense tonight? 
Um, I think just getting pucks to the net, um, getting shots on net, um, we did lack with getting um, pucks to the net and just kind of driving the net. Um, and I think for uh, like the next three games that we ha we have, we need to um, create more opportunities and um, bring pucks to the net. You did have a good opportunity with four seconds left there. Can you kind of describe that play a little bit? I mean, she made a heck of a play, but still. Yeah, um, <laughs> I had I had an open net, so uh, I goalie made a good save. Yeah, how frustrating is it? You have a five-minute power play, there a chance to tie the game late, but really didn't get anything going to like the final 20, 25 seconds. Um, yeah, it's definitely very frustrating. Um, we've been working on power play this week and past couple weeks, and. Um, we definitely need to be better, but we did have a few chances, um, but definitely needs improvement. Sophie, any consolation the fact that you got 40 CAC points from them when you played them in December at all? Um, we got six, actually, so it was, oh, nice, it was nice to do that and nice to get those points from them when it, it, not, when it actually mattered, but it, it, for league play, and obviously we wanted to sweep them for the three games, but um, yeah, we're happy about that, but obviously disappointed to suck to lose today. So do you, do you get a little more up? I know you're going to get up for any RPI game, but with Amanda there and the career she's had for you being on the other end, is it a little like a challenge for you or incentive? Um, a little bit. I know that she's an experienced goalie and has been starting for as much as I have, so I feel like um, just kind of prove myself, like we're cross-town rivals, prove myself that I think I'm better than her and prove that, and that gets me going, yeah, I guess. You guys don't have much time to, you know, talk about this. You got a game Wednesday night against Harvard at home. Right? Actually, you have three the next, you know, three games in four days stretch, pro stretch here. So how important to you know, get over this one, get back in the ECAC, I can play, and uh, try to get in the position for home ice first round. Yeah, it's really important. I think we overall we still felt that we played a really good game. It wasn't just, it just didn't go our way. So I feel like, like using all the positives from today and bring that into league play, knowing that we can. They're the three teams that we play are uh, very beatable. So taking, yeah, what we did today and moving forward with that. Emily, how uh, much did you guys? Oh, I'm sorry, go. Yeah, no, I, I agree with Soph. Um, next three games are definitely going to be big, and we're going to need those nine points. Um, keep moving up in stance. How much did you guys miss Emily King today out of the lineup? Um, we definitely missed her. Um, she's a very important person on our team, and um, she generates a lot of offense. So. Um, we're hoping that she's uh, back in the lineup very soon. Let's take one final break. Uh, coming up after the break, we'll, uh, I'll have my three stars of both games. Uh, look back at some of the games that happened Saturday in ECAC hockey and the look ahead to uh, the both uh, the union men and women's schedule coming up this week. You're listening to the Parting Shots podcast. Hockey's elite teams, coaches, and student athletes. ECAC Hockey, 12 programs competing at the highest level. A league where champions are born and world class professionals are trained. Where history is abundant and a commitment to the cutting edge is unrivaled. The best facilities, the fiercest competition. ECAC Hockey, there's no experience like it. Hi. I'm Daily Gazette news columnist Andrew Waite and host of the Weighing In podcast, which takes you inside my award-winning featured news column by offering the backstory, thought process, and interviews that inform my work. 
Plus, readers have their chance to respond. The Weighing In Podcast is available at dailygazette.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is four-time Stanley Cup champion and New York State Hockey Hall of Famer John Tonelli. You're listening to The Parting Shots Podcast with Daily Gazette Sports Editor Ken Schott. Welcome back to the podcast, and now for my three stars of the games. Let's start with the men, and I'll go with Josh Nixon of Union Number 3 with his two-assist effort. And as I said, I thought he played a great all-around game, was around the puck a lot, had some good opportunities, and uh, I said two-assist in the, in, in, the, in the game. Number two, got to go with Nathan Kelly, his first career uh, college goal in game number 76 of his Union career. A great moment for him, even though if he didn't <laughs> treat it like a great moment, but uh, uh, good on him to get that first career goal. And then uh, the number one star, Colin Ferguson, with a goal and two assists, uh, led the way, and uh, especially those two key assists uh, late uh, on the fourth goal and the fifth goal. Over on the women's side, um, Sophie Matsukas for Union, number three star. Uh, Amanda Rampato, the 14th save effort, number two, and uh, Georgia Bailey, uh, the number one star. So let's look at uh, what happened in ECAC hockey uh, on Saturday night in the men. Um, Quinnipiac won the Connecticut Ice title again, uh, beating UConn 4-3. to And uh, that third-place game was Yale over Sacred Heart 3-2. to uh, Three ECAC hockey games, uh, the Clarkson-St. Lawrence Route 11 rivalry. After Clarkson won on Friday night, St. Lawrence uh, got the revenge at Appleton Arena with a 2-1 victory on Saturday. Uh, Harvard took care of Colgate 6-3. I think Harvard's coming back. I mean, they've they've struggled all year, but I think they're starting to bounce back a little bit. Could be a dangerous team uh, heading into February. And uh, Pesky Dartmouth tied Cornell 2-2 and ended up winning the shootout 2-0. So uh, the Big Green get the extra points. So what does this mean in the standings? Uh, Union entered the weekend tied for second with Clarkson, but now they've Union dropped, um, obviously, the Union RPI Mayor's Cup game did not count toward uh, ECAC hockey standings. But I think Union sort of caught a break uh, with Clarkson just splitting with St. Lawrence. Union had been tied with Clarkson for second place. Clarkson has 23 points now. Union's dropped him a tie for fourth, and uh, that's the final first-round buy spot with Colgate. Both teams have 20 points. Uh, Union has yet to face Colgate or Cornell. Cornell's in third place uh, with 21 points. Uh, They'll see those two teams not this coming weekend, but the following weekend uh, when they come to Messerink. Uh, So those will be two important games uh, for Union, of course, Union's got to worry about uh, going to uh, Yale and Brown this weekend. And if you recall, um, before Union went on that five-game, uh, Union's going on that five-game uh, unbeaten streak, uh, it was two bad losses to the uh, Brown and Yale teams that really, I think, set the uh, tone for the way that the Garner Chargers have played of late. Uh, Union blew through two th- third-period leads in those games, uh, each, in each game, uh, a third-period lead, and uh, ended up losing to Brown in overtime. Three to two, uh, that was the consolation prize of getting a point, but they didn't get the overtime against Yale. Saw a two-one lead evaporate in a two-minute span late in the game, and Yale ended up winning four to two. So I think uh, Union is going to look at those, those games and try to uh, get some revenge on those uh, on those teams. And the way they're playing right now, it's possible that that it could happen. So we'll, we'll see how that turns out. Uh, looking at the rest of the standings, Brown and St. Lawrence tied. For sixth with 19 points, Harvard in eighth with 17, Darwin ninth with uh, 16. Let's make sure I got this right here. Um, 
Yale's uh, at 10. I said Dartmouth's 9, Yale 10, Princeton 11, and RPI 12. So let me run those again. Quinnipiac's obviously leading with 32 points. Clarkson 23 at second. Cornell at third at 21. Corn, uh, Colgate and Union tied for fourth at 20. Brown is sixth with 19. That tied with St. Lawrence at 19. Harvard 8, Dartmouth 9, Yale 10, Princeton 11, and RPI 12th. Over on the women's side, uh, as I said earlier, Union has a uh, three-game and four-day stretch coming up this week. Um, all games are at Mesa Rink. Uh, the Gardner Chargers will host Harvard on Wednesday at 6 o'clock. Uh, Harvard, that's uh, a team Union beat earlier in the season. Harvard right now near the uh, is in 11th place right now with 7.5 points at 213-1 in the league, 417-2 overall. Uh, Union's going to win that game. There's, there's no, uh, no, no two ways about it. They're not sugarcoating anything. There's no excuse if they don't win that game in regulation. They got, they got to get three points. I mean, here's what, here's what happened this past weekend. Brown ended up upsetting Quinnipiac on Saturday. So that's how, and, and they also tied Princeton. So they ended up four to, getting four and a half points. So Brown went. Uh, Brown was in eighth place right now. Went from had just have a, a half point lead now to a five point lead over Union. That Union loss against Dartmouth a um, couple Fridays ago. This how bad this is. It was a four two decision. The next day, uh, Dartmouth was beaten badly by RPI five to one. That paled in comparison to what happened Friday night at Ithaca, in Ithaca, Ithaca New York, where the uh, Big Red. This is a touchdown. This is a football score. Cornell fourteen, Dartmouth nothing. Dartmouth score. Dartmouth uh, just. I, I, I don't know what happened there. That's just. That's that's a crazy score. Fourteen uh, nothing. Breaking down the periods. Uh, Cornell scored five goals in the first, three in the second. They weren't done. They scored six, six goals in the third period. So, Cornell's a good team, and that's and Union's. That's that's why I said that Dartmouth game could end up coming back to bite uh, Union. Uh, as far as trying to get home ice in their first bid uh, to get to play in the ECAC hockey tournament first round. And so it's going to be important for Union to try to bounce back. Um, uh, they have the whole game against Harvard. They play Brown on Friday at 6 o'clock, and then Yale comes to Mesa at 3 o'clock on Saturday. Uh, Union got a point against Yale, uh, lost an overtime game in Ingalls Rink earlier this season. So a lot's going to depend on this weekend, I mean, these three games of 48 stretch, Union's got to come away. To me, I think they got to win. They have to win all three. There's no, there's no sugarcoating it at this point. They, they got to win all three to have a shot at home ice and you know put themselves in a position because you know, then you're down to you know, basically uh, uh, four games left after this weekend coming up. So it's a, uh, it's it's a pivotal uh, stretch here for the Garnet Chargers and. Uh, they got to win. If they, I think if they don't get points this weekend, uh, they can forget about home ice in the in the first round. So we will see what happens there. So, uh, like I said, my final horn column is up at dailygazette.com, and of course, it'll be in the pr- Monday's print edition. And if you want to read my game story from uh, Saturday night, it's also on dailygazette.com and in the the Sunday edition. Uh, We'll be back uh, taping with uh, Union Men's Head Hockey Coach Josh Halge on the, on our Parting Shots podcast. And I have to apologize. Um, we did not have a podcast with uh, Josh uh, this past week. Uh, 
late Wednesday night here at work, uh, came down with a stomach bug. <laughs> so uh, I was out of work Thursday. For me to take a sick day, I, I, that, that's, that that's a lot. I don't take sick days. Uh, you have a cold, if I have a cold or something, or just you know feel a little achy, I'll still come to work. But I just there was no way with a stomach bug I was coming to work. So uh, we uh, and I was back at work on Friday, and I just felt for the most for the best of everybody, I didn't want to have Josh. Uh, Catching my uh, remnants of the stomach bug and anything like that, so we we uh, yeah, postponed the um, podcast uh, last this past weekend. We'll we'll do it again on Wednesday, and we appreciate your uh, participation in it. You can email questions to me at shot that's s c h o t t at dailygazette.com. You can post them on my uh, social media platforms X and uh, Threads. I'm at Slapshots at both of those. Uh, uh, platforms and of course I'm on Facebook. Uh, you can find me at Ken Shot, uh, or there's a Union Hockey Col- College Hockey fan page uh, where I post my stories. Of course, I post my stories on the Daily Gazette Sports Facebook page, so you can post questions there as well. So I look forward to that, and I know Josh looks forward to answering uh, your questions. I mean, the team's playing well right now. This is a good time to get you know find out what's been the key to uh, this team's turnaround the last couple of weeks. So it'll be a lot of fun. Of course, you can also uh, maybe celebrate the, the Mayor's Cup victory over RPI. So that will do it for this uh, edition of the uh, post-game, day after post-game podcast. Uh, looking back at the Mayor's Cup games, I appreciate you listening. Uh, of course, if you have any questions or comments, and you know, my email address again is shot at dailygazette.com. Appreciate you listening to this podcast. The views expressed on the Parting Shots podcast are not necessarily those of the Daily Gazette company. The Parting Shots podcast is a production of the Daily Gazette Company. I'm Daily Gazette sports editor Ken Schott. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next time. From the Parting Shots podcast studio in Schenectady, New York, good night, good hockey.